1: absolutely packed today here in a Monday. Uh, we are officially two weekends separated from Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, but no worries though. Plenty of football to discuss here on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. Uh, it is great to have you in. Uh, we have stuff on Tom Brady coming up in about 15 minutes. Um, I have a very strong opinion on the direction that the Eagles should take with Carson Wentz. That's coming up in about a half an hour. Uh, But first, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. Go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. Sign up. Instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the end located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, let's jump right in. So, uh, let's begin today with this. So. Russell Wilson, who I I believe is the second best quarterback in the NFL. I want to start the show by saying that. Russell Wilson, in my mind, is the second best quarterback in the NFL. It's Patrick Mahomes and him. That's it. He made comments last week on the Dan Patrick show. And Dan Patrick asked him, you know, would you like or do you get? Do you get any say in personnel decisions in Seattle? And Russell Wilson basically said no. Would you like him? Yeah, I think it would help. That's pretty much how that exchange went. Okay, Russell Wilson also said that he's, he doesn't like getting hit very much. (laughs) He gets hit too much, and he doesn't like that. And I know that there are a lot of people that are saying, "See, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl, and Russell Wilson wants more control over the personnel. See, like th- this whole new movement, right? That that's where everybody's taking this. Is it's this big movement of quarterbacks that now want power? They Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson, and now Russell Wilson's hopping on, and they all want a say. They all want power. They all want decision making." They all want all of that. See, I don't really think that. I think that Russell Wilson would like some decision-making power. I think that if it were offered to Russell Wilson, he would say, yeah, I'll take that. Sure. No questions asked. I'll take it. But I don't genuinely think that that is his primary concern. I don't believe that. What I do think is his primary concern is that I am on my ass every single play. And maybe if I had a voice in the locker room, I'd say, hey, let's try to stock up this offensive line. It might help a little bit. <laughs> you are paying me thirty five million dollars. You might want me upright. OK, I, I'm not going to last very long if I'm setting records for how many times sacked in this first nine years. That is true, by the way. Russell Wilson, in his first nine years in his career, has been sacked 394 times. That is a record. Nobody has been sacked more in their first nine years in the NFL than Russell Wilson. Seattle has not invested almost at all in their offensive line. And when they've tried, they failed. Russell Wilson is without a doubt frustrated, and I get that. But I don't think that that generally means that he wants more control. I think he just wants you to do better. Okay, I think we all feel this, or at least some of us do. You know, a lot of us are hardworking, and we want to have our hands on things, and we want responsibility and everything like that. There's a real good portion of America that wants no part in anything, but still wants the success, right? Like (laughs) you want passive income. Everybody wants that that you all want to make money in different ways. You all want to make like, you want to be able to make money. This is like a businessman's dream. OK, so I, I would love for this to be my life. It, it isn't my life yet, but I would love for this to be my life, for me, me to be able to make money without having to do anything. OK, without needing to to manage a team without it. OK, I can hire people that can all do that. If I just have business and business and business, if I just have a bunch of side businesses that make me money without me even trying That's great. Okay, I'll have my one thing that I truly hustle on, and then I'll have these four or five side businesses that are just generally making me income, and I don't really need to put my hands into it. That's, everybody wants that. Everybody wants passive income. Everybody wants success without trying. Okay, Russell Wilson did the hard part early in his career. Okay, Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl and went to the Super Bowl in his second and third year. I mean, he's earned what he's gotten in the NFL, but Russell Wilson doesn't want to try hard. Essentially, he's tired of carrying the team on his back. Okay. It's frustration to the point of, well, listen, if you guys aren't going to protect me, then you know what? Why don't you just let me do it? Why don't you let me like give me some input. So listen, I'm the quarterback of this team. I'm making $35 million. I don't have a say in any personnel decisions. And I am not telling you, me, I am not telling you that Russell Wilson should have personnel say. I am not saying that quarterbacks should have personnel say. I think that in certain instances, it could help. I think Russell Wilson is a, is a good mind. I think it could help to give him some personnel say, but you don't have to. But Russell Wilson is saying, look, <laughs> I am I'm getting sacked constantly. Can you just put a guy in front of me that can stop the 275 pound pure muscle 4440 running pass rusher that's headed straight from my hip? Like, can you can you please just at least knock him out of the way once? Slow him down. Okay. Be the rock that I hit, be the tree branch on the way down to the ground as I fall out of the airplane. Like, just please be that for me. I don't even need you to grapple him. I just need you to hit him once and slow him down. Russell Wilson doesn't even get that. But here's also where I want to take this. Because not only do I think Russell Wilson wants passive income, but I also think that part of this is his own fault. Part of this is Russell Wilson's own fault. And people, I'm sure as soon as I said that, he's going to say, Oh, Guido's going to say something about money again. Oh, you're damn right I am. (laughs) Look, Russell Wilson is making $35 million a year. His offensive line sucks. His defense was historically bad. The first thing that Russell Wilson has to do is look in the mirror. That's the first thing he's got to do because it is incredibly hard incredibly hard to build a roster around you when you are absorbing that much of the cap. Really, really hard. And like I said, I don't think it entirely falls on Russell Wilson. If you can't draft one single good offensive lineman, that is on you, the organization. That's, I mean, that's pathetic the worst franchises in the league can draft one good offensive lineman one they have, the Seahawks have whiffed on every I mean look and they draft terribly Seattle Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright at linebacker that's like their strongest position on their whole team and what did they draft in the first round of last year's draft a linebacker like they just they don't, they can't do it. A squirrel could do it better. It's unbelievable. So not all of it falls on Russell Wilson, but some of it does because what you are refraining the franchise to do is saying, okay, let's spend big money on a tackle. Let's spend big money on a guard that can really, really help this offensive line. They can't afford to do that because if they do that, 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 that it caps them out. You can't, you can't pay guys. You can't buy it. You, Russell Wilson put a lot of pressure on Seattle's scouting department and their, uh, their general manager that suck at their job. That can't, that can't draft the kid. I mean, m- my God, they can't do anything. Seattle's roster was atrocious this year. And believe me, believe me, I have been more than open about this. This is going to lead to a Russell Wilson trade. It will lead. I said it as a, as a crazy thing. When, when Seattle lost the playoff game to the Rams. Okay. When Seattle lost the playoff game, I said, look, if I'm Seattle, I entertain trading Russell Wilson. What are the rumors coming out now? Seattle might trade Russell Wilson. Oh, my teams are nonstop calling Seattle about Russell Wilson. You can't take care of him. I can. That's the attitude around the NFL right now. And I don't need sources to tell me that because that's what ev- that, that's what everybody's hearing. Okay? Those are the notifications that you get on your phone. This isn't something that, that, that big shot Mike Guido gets. ESPN reports every day a new team is calling about Russell Wilson. You don't need an expert to tell you that. The league is saying, God, Seattle, you are botching this thing. Botching it. And I think Seattle knows it. I do. I think I don't think that Seattle is as far away from trading Russell Wilson as you think that they are. Okay, one more bad season and believe me, you're going to not you're not going to think that this was a bad season because oh, they went 12 and 4 and okay, if they have a historically bad defense again and Russell Wilson gets sacked a million times and they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs once again, do not think that they won't think about it. That they wouldn't have been able to squeeze every ounce of juice out of Russell Wilson. And it won't be Russell Wilson's fault, at least on the field, it won't be. At least on the field, it won't be. So yes, there is a share of responsibility here. Do I blame Russell Wilson for going out and making this public. I'm tired of getting hit all the time. No, I don't blame him for that. First of all, it's not like, God, this organization sucks. It isn't like he went on the Dan Patrick show and said, you know what? I'm going to bash John Schneider. I'm going to bash Pete Carroll. I'm going to bash the scouting department because God, I'm so tired of this BS. No, it's not like he did that. It was a very respectful interview with him and Dan Patrick. It was very, very respectful. He never said, yeah, you know, hey, you know, do you want more say in personnel decisions? Yeah, you know, I I do think that it would help. I think it would help. But, again, he wasn't crapping on anybody. But when was the last time that you heard Russell Wilson really complain? I mean, this must mean, Russell Wilson must be incredibly upset. <laughs> you gotta keep, Russell Wilson must be really, really upset because he never says anything about anybody. Seriously, when was in nine years, in his nine years in the NFL, when has he ever criticized a person or an organization or any, when has it ever happened? Okay. He got sacked. I mean, this isn't like the first season where he gets sacked all the time. Okay. Russell Wilson gets sacked more than 40 times every single year. Okay. He got The least amount of times he got sacked was in 2012. His rookie year, he got sacked 33 times. Ever since then, 44, 42, 45, 41, 43, 51, 48, led the league, 47 last year. I mean, the guy gets sacked so much. Offensive line, running game is spotty. Weapons are inconsistent. Got to be honest. Defense is terrible. At ever the, so they traded two first round picks for Jamal Adams, and their defense was still historically bad. What was that? Was a terrible trade. It didn't help at all. So, no, I don't blame Russell Wilson for going out. I don't blame. I, I think I blame Seattle for not being able to protect him, but I also blame Russell Wilson for being paid thirty five million bucks. Okay, one of the things that we all talk about, oh, well, Tom Brady changed everything. Quarterbacks want control now. Well, you know why Tom Brady has a say? You want to know? Honestly, I think it's less to do about him being the goat. It has less to do about that. It is way more to do with, all right, Tom, you took a pay cut, so what do you think we should do with your money? That's what I think. Tom Brady makes $25 million a year. He just won the Super Bowl. He's, by the overwhelming majority of people's opinions, the greatest football player to ever don a uniform. And he makes $25 million a year. The guy makes less than Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Okay? He makes $10 million less than Russell Wilson. What do you think we should do with your money, Tom? That's part of it, too. So I, I, this Seattle thing, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting play out. Don't be surprised if he gets traded sooner rather than later, do not be surprised. Do not be surprised. Uh, okay. Speaking of Tom Brady, let's shift over to this. So this was apparently, (laughs) this was apparently a big story this morning saying, well, Tom Brady's business account, right? TB12, that's his business. Okay. Tom Brady's business account posted a picture of him and his trainer, Alex Guerrero, walking out to some field or something, and the caption was, back to work, and the world exploded. (laughs) I, I find it amazing how that surprises people. People are talking about it today as if it's, oh, see, he, I mean, he just won number seven and now he's already training for number eight. The guy's been doing it for two decades. (laughs) Oh my God. You people are so, (laughs) and I don't mean all of you, but uh, truthfully, it is amazing how much people freak out about this guy. It really is crazy. And Tom Brady had a good year this year, and what he did this year was impressive and all of that stuff. And listen, he made me eat my hat because I was crap-talking him all year, and then he goes off and he wins the Super Bowl. Like I said, I keep I took the Super, uh, Tom Brady Super Bowl win personally. I feel like he did that just to rub it in my face. My face. Because Tom Brady who has won seven Super Bowls, been to 10 and is the greatest football player of all time, cares about what Mike Guido has to say. That I took it personally. I did. <laughs> it's, uh. So we get this post. We get this post this morning. Back to work. And was like, oh my God, Tom, again, yeah. Uh. <laughs> what did you expect? Did you expect Tom to take time off? When is he ever? That's part of the reason why you think he's the GOAT is because he's he never takes time off. Okay, even at 43 years old. Is he forty four yet? No, still forty three. He turns forty four in August. So forty three year old Tom Brady gonna turn forty four next year. Yeah, he's gonna go for his eighth Super Bowl. He's gonna he's starting to train again. Like that was the question that I saw in a lot of sports shows this morning was was are you impressed are you impressed does this solidify the legacy is it like how many things are we going to ask that is going to solidify tom brady's legacy okay the fact that he threw the super bowl trophy from boat to boat in the parade drunk solidified his super bowl legacy because a what a pass that he made while he was drunk and secondly well I mean, the guy's already got six of them. Who cares if he throws this one in the lake? That solidifies his legacy. Oh, my God. Winning his seventh Super Bowl solidified his legacy. Winning his sixth Super Bowl solidified his legacy. I mean, him going and training a week and a half after he wins the Super Bowl solidifies his legacy. Will you please calm down? Please. I mean i i i can't with this this is exact if you want to know why brady fatigue exists this is why aren't you just sick and tired of hearing about people just drool over this guy doing the most basic stuff okay he celebrated during a parade everybody exploded okay The guy's going and training. We we have no idea what this training session could have looked like. Okay. It could have been the lightest workout ever. He might not have jogged at all. You have no idea. Maybe he's just playing soft toss with Alex. You have no idea what this workout even looks like. And you are already saying, look at him. He's busted his ass again. I'm like, people, I'm not denying you that Tom Brady's great, but seriously, keep it in your pants. I, I just I can't with this I, I what is Tom Brady doing differently what is he doing differently than he has for the last 20 years this was my question during the Super Bowl when Tampa Bay went to the I've been I've been saying this for a month when Tom Brady made it to the Super Bowl Okay, he won the NFC championship game. What did I tell you? What I said was, is that you shouldn't root for Tom Brady, or at least I'm not rooting for Tom Brady. Not really that you shouldn't, but that I shouldn't root for Tom Brady because I'm not experiencing anything new or exciting that lacks a story because everything that he's been doing, it's a repeat. We've all seen this before. There's nothing new or innovative about this run. People are going to say, oh, but it was without Belichick and all that stuff. Nobody's mind changed. Okay, maybe a handful of people here or there, maybe their mind changed, but did the general consensus change? No. If you believed that Belichick was the man, you still think he's the man. If you thought Brady was the man, you overwhelmingly think he's the man now. Okay, your mind didn't change. If you're indifferent on the position, guess what? You're still indifferent. Because there's excuses everywhere you point. You can't throw a dead cat. Is that what this expression is? Can't throw a dead cat without hitting some other excuse on why Tom Brady's the goat or why he isn't. Okay, we're gonna have this conversation until we are all dead. Okay, we will have this conversation. Until the dinosaurs take over the earth once again. I'm serious. This conversation will never end. So uh, Tom Brady is not trying to eclipse a player. He's trying to eclipse himself. He's trying to eclipse his own legacy. He's trying to eclipse what people say that he isn't. And he will never do that. Because you know why? The world is stubborn. Myself, I am stubborn. You are stubborn. Everybody on planet Earth, at least, and in certain subjects of life, is stubborn. Okay, we we all <laughs> I, we all have our feelings about. You know, th- this is definitely the way that this is. This is definitely the way. I mean, we all have it. And that's what we're going to have with Tom Brady. That's what we've had with Tom Brady. He goes out to this workout with Alex Guerrero and he posts about it this morning. The entire world explodes. And I guess that's, that should be expected, right? It should be expected. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm out of touch with reality because I, you know, I I I'm crapping on this because I I think that people shouldn't be surprised, but, and I still shouldn't be, but maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm missing it. You know, is it impressive what he's doing right now? Yes, it is. But is it different? No. Does it interest me? No. Does it change my mind on anything? No. What's the story? What's the cool part? What's the cool part? If Tom Brady threw a behind his back pass today, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, that would be pretty cool. But Tom Brady, you didn't, it was literally a picture. You didn't even see him do it. The guy could have posed for it. The guy could have posed walking. It was a picture. The guy might not have even worked out today. How do you even know he worked out? He could have just said he worked out and went home. You don't think that Tom Brady's capable of something like that? You don't think that people are capable of flubbing it like that? Of course they are. I've done that before. You ever taken a picture of yourself and sent it to your boss and you pretend to be all sniffly so you get out of work? (laughs) I'm telling you. This is something, like, this is the, the poster. If you needed a prime example of how people overreact to sports, this is it. If this is how, if you wanted to see, okay, if aliens came to the earth and said, how do people overreact to greatness? This would be exhibit A and exhibit B and exhibit C and ex- exhibit alphabet. <laughs> okay. Like it's sh- the guy took a picture. It said back to work. Okay. Victor Oladipo in the NBA when he like broke his entire leg, right? When his leg was in three bendable places instead of two. When he absolutely shattered his leg the next day, he said, all right, it's time to get back to work. The world didn't freak out then, but we're freaking out now. Oh, and this is the other part of this. I actually totally forgot. It's a good thing that you reminded me. Wasn't Tom Brady supposed to have surgery? <laughs> Wasn't he supposed to have some sort of knee surgery that was going to hold him out for a while? And weren't everybody around the Buccaneers saying, "Hey, this is not just like a cleanup sort of thing. Like he's going to go under. He this is going to be pretty serious surgery." Well, the uh, I th- I thought what if you had gotten the surgery already, then you shouldn't be able to walk. If you're getting the surgery. You probably shouldn't be walking and making it worse. Yes. Can we agree on that? You should be resting and not working out. Oh, but that's just it. We know that's why he's great. Oh my God. People. There is a difference between working hard and being stupid. (sighs) God, it is a miracle. I don't, I never thought, okay, that people would be able to drool over somebody. I mean, Tom Brady must feel like it's raining every single day because of how many people drool on him. It's just craziness, absolutely insanity. People have lost complete control of themselves. Oh, boy, oh boy. Um, all right, so let's um. Let's move to this. Before we do that, uh, don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. Go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the end located in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. Bet MGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You sign up and then you instantly receive an account deposit, uh, deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that please. $100 to a thousand dollars count deposit match or a risk free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Um, okay. Uh what do we got next here? Um let me see if I can um pull this up. Okay. Uh yes. So let me take a big swig here. lubricate the old vocal cords. Um, so I have a very strong position on this, uh, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles and what they should do with Carson Wentz. So the rumor is, and this is, this is, you know, I th- I think everybody's kind of established it at this point. Carson Wentz is either going to play for Chicago next year, or he's going to play for the Indianapolis Colts next year. Um, and what most people are saying is that the Bears are the favorite. They're the favorite to land Carson Wentz. So I I, I think what the Eagles should do, and the, the reason the Eagles haven't traded him yet is because they want a first-round pick, right? They want a first-round pick. I don't think they're going to get a first-round pick because Carson Wentz played like crap last year. It's not rocket science to figure that out. Okay, the, the, the Eagles are selling low on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz stock has never been lower. Never. I don't think Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. I don't even think he's close to a bad quarterback. But boy, did he have a season that made it look like he was a bad quarterback, and now they're selling it at the lowest point. For some reason, the organization is completely losing faith in Carson Wentz, and I don't understand why. I just don't. Here's my position on this, and I feel very strongly. I think that Carson Wentz is going to get traded. That does not mean that I think that he should. The Eagles should keep Carson Wentz. I'm not kidding. The Eagles should keep Carson Wentz. And if they do trade Carson Wentz, which overwhelmingly likely they will, I think it sets their organization up for failure for at least the next five years. The next half decade, you're screwed if you trade Carson Wentz. Because I'm not sure Nick Sirianni can coach. I'm not sure that Jalen Hurts can play quarterback. And I'm not sure Hallie Roseman is still a very good GM, at least for this organization. I think you're in big trouble. Because most people are going to look at this and they're going to say, oh, thank goodness, the Eagles are getting rid of that mess and Carson Wentz and his $32 million a year. And all." people are going to be all over the, yeah, the Eagles should trade him. No, you shouldn't. Here's the thing. And I have two ways that I'm going to play this. The first way is, and this is more of the Eagle side. The other part is on the Colts side. The Eagle side is very easy to me. Uh, you have to look at what the NFL is now. Look at how many teams in this league have incredibly young, talented quarterbacks. And I don't mean that they're all successful. I mean that they're talented. You watch them and you see the talent. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, not young, but still super talented. Okay, you see Patrick Mahomes, you see Josh Allen, you see Justin Herbert tear it up this year. You see Kyler Murray. You see all of these guys that are oozing talent, oozing it. And they're all having success. They're all having success, or they're going to have success because of how talented they are. If you don't see that in Carson Wentz, I can't help you. Carson Wentz is ridiculously talented. You should keep him. He's your guy. Okay? Look, before this season, before this season, Were we all questioning whether or not Carson Wentz could play in this league? Absolutely not. We were questioning, well, his wide receivers suck. His offensive line is always hurt. Okay, we questioned Doug Peterson before we questioned Carson Wentz. Then all of a sudden, Carson Wentz craps the bed this year for the Eagles when his situation gets even worse. His offensive line gets more hurt. His wide receivers get even worse. Doug Peterson gets fired at the end of the year. And now we're all out on Carson Wentz. Okay, you remember You remember two years ago when everybody was freaking out about how good he was? Okay, the mobility is there. The accuracy is there. The arm strength is there. I mean, seriously, Carson Wentz was making throws that barely off of his knees. Carson Wentz, I wish I had the capability of showing you a highlight tape. Okay, Carson Wentz was making throws that were purely acrobatic sidearm on the run falling down on his ass. I mean, Patrick Mahomes makes those throws occasionally and everybody freaks out about how legendary he is. Carson Wentz has done those all before and we're all moving off him. Carson Wentz is super, super talented. Okay. He's young. It'll be his age 29 season. He's got plenty of time left in this league. And again, the talent is off the charts. $32 million is a lot of money, but his talent is off the charts. Without question, it is off the charts. Think about this for a second. The Eagles play in the NFC East. The the quarterbacks in that division are Dak Prescott, pr- probably, right? Probably Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones for the New York Giants, and I don't know for the Washington football team. Right now, it's Taylor Heineke. The Eagles, in my eyes, clearly have the most talented quarterback in their division. Okay, If they were to surround Carson Wentz with the right pieces, they could make that work. But yet they're choosing to give up on him to pursue Jalen Hurts, who, by the way, just to give you an idea of his numbers last year, were terrible. Jalen Hurts completed 52% of his throws, had a 77.6 quarterback rating. 77.6. How many games did Jalen Hurts win? One. Jalen Hurts won one game. This was not a breath of fresh air for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Jalen Hurts was the get our fans off our back move. The Eagles destroyed Carson Wentz's trade market. I think, look, I genuinely think that the Eagles are not going to get a first round pick for Carson Wentz, but they should. Carson Wentz should absolutely be worth a first-round pick. Without question. If I'm a franchise that needs a quarterback, I would trade a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. I would. Because I think he's worth that. I do. I think he's worth it. Which leads me to my other point on this. The two teams that are heavily involved right now in these rumors for Carson Wentz so the Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears. And the Chicago Bears right now are the favorites to land them because I think the Bears package right now is more attractive because not only are the Bears going to give up a pick or two, probably not in the first round, but, you know, maybe a second round pick or two second round picks, but they'll also give back Nick Foles and Philly fans love Nick Foles. They love Nick Foles. The organization loves Nick Foles. For some reason, they love Nick Foles. So, I think the Bears package right now is better. But I think if you're the Indianapolis Colts, the Upside of Carson Wentz is so much higher if you get him. Trust me. The offensive line in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis, is much better. It's one of the best in the league. You have the best offensive lineman at any position in the entire league in Quentin Nelson on that offensive line. You have Quentin Nelson. You got Braden Smith, you got Ryan Kelly. You have a great offensive line. Really great. And the best part about it is, is that you can run the football. You've got receivers and you're going to get more. And the coach that you have was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles when Carson Wentz was playing his best football. Frank Reich got the best out of Carson Wentz. If Anybody can quote-unquote fix him, it's him. I think you could get the special back in Carson Wentz. I think if you gave him a shot, right, you got T.Y. Hilton there, you got Michael Pittman, you got Zach Pascal, you're going to draft another wide receiver or two, trust me, because that's what smart, smart organizations do you're going to get the best out of Carson Wentz. If I'm the Indianapolis Colts, of course I don't want to negotiate against myself, but at the same time, I definitely want to beat out the Bears. I would offer a first-round pick. Okay, whatever your original package was, put a first-round pick on it. Doesn't even need to be this year. Make it next year's first-round pick. Throw in a first-round pick. Get the deal done. Get Carson Wentz in your quarterback room. And again, your $32 million doesn't matter nearly as much. Believe it or not, it doesn't. You got $25 million of Phillip Rivers coming off your books. You got $16 million of Jacoby Brissett coming off your books. You have $41 million coming off of your salary cap at just the quarterback position. At just quarterback $32 million in perspective for the Colts is not that much. You got $9 million left to basically rub on your belly. Do whatever you want with it. Okay? Go sign a wide receiver. Go sign a really solid defensive player. Okay? Go sign a collection of good starting caliber players across the field. Do something like that. If you're the Indianapolis Colts, this is not a matter of, can you get Carson Wentz? It should be a matter of, I need Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz elevates my franchise way more than any other solution would be. The other question that the Indianapolis Colts need to ask themselves is, if it's not Carson Wentz, who the hell is going to be my quarterback next year? Who the hell is going to be my quarterback? Phillip Rivers, retired. Jacoby Brissett, definitely a backup. Matt Stafford got traded already to the Rams. So he's off the table. Who are you going to get? Are you going to draft some kid? You have the 21st pick overall in the draft. You're going to draft Mac Jones out of Alabama? You're going to trade up and try to get one of these kids? They have no idea how good they're going to be. You're going to do that to yourself? You're going to throw Jacob Eason in there? Like, what are you going to do? There's no options. You're going to go make a trade for Nick Foles? You're going to grab Mitch Trubisky in free agency? I I mean, I don't, you're going to go trade for Sam Darnold? The Jets might keep Sam Darnold. You have no idea. you don't have options. Okay? You don't. You gotta make a big splash at quarterback. If you're, <laughs> excuse me, if you are the Indianapolis Colts, you absolutely have to beat the Bears. Your offer has to be better than the Bears because look, and the Bears offer is attractive You have any idea how hard it is going to be for the Eagles to turn down an opportunity to get Nick Foles back in their building? You have to beat their offer. If the Eagles want a first-round pick for Carson Wentz, you should damn well offer a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. I don't care if it's this year. I don't care if it's next year. I don't care if it's four years from now. You absolutely have to absolutely have to find a way to get Carson Wentz in your building. He solves your primary issue. Your roster is good. You run the ball. Offensive line's good. Wide receivers are good. Defense is good enough. You have a top five defensive player in the whole league. Okay, Darius Leonard is unbelievable. You have a good young secondary. Okay, could you use a pass rusher or two? Yes. How about this? What if you did this? Sign Carson Wentz or trade for Carson Wentz. Use the rest of that money to go sign J.J. Watt, who just got released. Who we'll talk about in a minute. Sign, uh, Trade for Carson Wentz. Take on his $32 million bucks. You got $9 million left of leftover quarterback money. That's not all the money you have. That's quarterback money. Take that quarterback money and some extra money and go sign J.J. Watt to a two-year contract or something like that. Beef up that pass rush. He gets to stay in division. I mean, it's a stable organization. You got a good coach, Frank Reich. You got a great GM in Chris Ballard. I mean, the Colts are doing everything right right now. The Colts could capitalize on everything that they're doing right right now by offering a first-round pick for Carson Wentz. This is absolutely a must-do. I'm going to be severely disappointed if that doesn't happen. Okay, so the way that I would orchestrate this, if I were the Eagles, I would keep Carson Wentz. If I were the Colts, I have to beat the Bears. I have to beat the Bears. And again, the Bears, the Bears trade, would be kind of exciting or maybe even not not even exciting, but it would be satisfying because I think a lot of people would like to see Nick, Nick Foles go back to Philadelphia. They would like to see Nick Foles go back to Philadelphia because he is so beloved there. He is so like the fans embrace. There's a statue of him outside of the stadium that fans love him with everything they have they love him if if you're the indianapolis colts beat him first round pick if the bears match it then you can talk but you got to find a way to get carson wentz in your building cuz that is your quarterback carson wentz belongs to you carson wentz should be in your building It just makes, it makes so much sense. Plus, you play in the AFC, okay? You've got Justin Herbert. You've got Deshaun Watson. You've got Patrick Mahomes. You have Josh Allen. You have Trevor Lawrence coming into your division. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. You have so many good, Lamar Jackson, excuse me. You have so many good young quarterbacks in your conference. Let Carson Wentz be one of them. Compete with them. I guarantee you. Okay, this is a Guido's Gridiron Blitz guarantee. If the Indianapolis Colts trade for Carson Wentz, you will see the old Carson Wentz again. He will go back to being a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I have not lost faith. And again, if I'm wrong, then fine, I'm wrong. But you have to take the chance. Because what is your better option? If you're Indianapolis, what's your better option? What is it? Phillip Rivers is gone. Jacoby Reset's gone. Matt Stafford's gone. You're not getting Andrew Luck back. Peyton Manning from 2008 is not going to come back. This is your best option. Make it happen. Huh. Okay. Um, so, let us get into this. So, this is a big story now, and it should be, because he's really, really good. J.J. Uh, Watt has officially been released by the Houston Texans. Um. He's without a doubt a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. The stretch that he had from 2012 to 2018 was absolutely crazy. He's led the league in sacks twice. Okay. This stretch for JJ Watt is all time great. Okay. He is one of the best defensive linemen of all time. And recently, he's been pegged as an injury-prone player. He's going to be 32 years old in March. So I'm sure that there are going to be teams that are going to say, listen, I'll take him for the right amount of money, but I'm not going to overpay. And that's perfectly fine. Because you're not paying for for J.J. Watt from 2012. You're paying for J.J. Watt in 2021. And he's not going to be... Super, super dominant. He could still be really good. He could still be a pro bowler. But he isn't going to be Hall of Fame level J.J. Watt. At least I don't think so. So, you have to keep that in mind. But at the same time, I think, truthfully, all 31 teams, obviously excluding the Houston Texans, all of the other 31 teams in the NFL should be interested in JJ Watt. Every single one. I don't care what system you run. I do not care how you line up your front seven. I don't care if you play 3 4 or 4 3. It doesn't matter to me. Get JJ Watt on your team. You should be interested. Okay. I saw a dozen, and a dozen's a lot. I saw the rumor was is that there were at least a dozen teams that were interested in J.J. Watt. I am not exaggerating. 31 teams should be interested in J.J. Watt. Not only is he a great player, but he is a locker room stabilizer. He is one of the most stabilizing presences in the NFL. Period the leadership that he shows throughout his career is more than impressive. Okay. He's beloved by his city. He is beloved by his teammates. He's beloved beloved by his organization and his coaching staff. J.J. Watt will sacrifice everything for you without a question. Every single team in the NFL should be interested in J.J. Watt. Period. Period. So, just call it what you will. I mean it. They should be interested. Because even if you only get five sacks out of J.J. Watt, you're getting so much more. He plays the game the right way. He's a presence on your defensive line. He is an absolute leadership machine in your locker room. People should be banging on the door of JJ Watt to try to get him to play football for them. I don't care if he doesn't play a snap. Buy him for the leadership. Take him in for the leader. Has anybody ever said anything negative about JJ Watt? Personally. Never. JJ Watt is I mean, I, I'm i saying all this to you, but I feel like I'm wasting my breath because you don't need me to tell you. You know the kind of person that J.J. Watt is. You know the kind of leader that he is. You obviously know the kind of player he is. I also want to talk about this for a second in regards to J.J. Watt. <sighs> I am really blown away by how little people, or I should say this, how many people don't understand this, okay? J.J. Watt got released by the Texans by request, right? I'm sure the Texans tried to trade him. They couldn't do it, so they released him. And people are saying, well, why didn't the Texans show Deshaun Watson the same respect? They treated J.J. Watt like an adult. They treated uh, Deshaun Watson like a petulant child who's having a temper tantrum. If you don't get this, absolutely. Nobody can help you. If you don't get this, I'm I, 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 I I'm going to break it down as simply as I can. Deshaun Watson. Okay, actually, before I do that, let me pull this up. To provide more context on this. Deshaun Watson is a 25-year-old quarterback in this league who is top four at his position. Deshaun Watson is a top four quarterback at his position. And quite frankly, (laughs) I got to be honest, quarterback is the most valuable position in team sports it is more valuable than point guard in the nba it's more valuable than a starting pitcher in major league baseball a quarterback makes or breaks a franchise most of the time deshaun watson is one of the best in the league at what he does unbelievable not only that but i still believe He's a really good person and he's not a pain. He's frustrated with the organization and I am a thousand percent on his side. The organization promised him something and then didn't give it to him. It's a lack of trust. I am totally on board with him. And I know a lot of people are too. But this has nothing to do with anything else other than Deshaun Watson plays quarterback and J.J. Watt does not. J.J. Watt is a great player. He'll be in the Hall of Fame without question. But his position and his age at his position makes him not nearly as important to an organization than Deshaun Watson. The Texans are not keeping Deshaun Watson to punish him. The Texans are keeping Deshaun Watson because they are going to do everything they can to mend this relationship. They don't want to lose Deshaun Watson, no matter what. Please, Deshaun, don't go. We can try to fix this. They're not trading Deshaun Watson. They're not releasing Deshaun Watson because he's too valuable. And the Texans understand that. The Texans know they screwed up and they don't want it to cost them their entire franchise. If you don't get that, I don't know what to tell you. And that's how we're going to close the show today. This has been Guido's Gridiron Iron Blitz on the Lattery Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you every Monday and Friday, 2 to 3 o'clock Eastern. We'll see you on Friday.